I'm Haley. And I'm Riley. And this is Movies Better, Yeah Right. A podcast where we see how our favorite YA reads and their adaptations stack up against each other. I'm a full-time writer, reader, and proud owner of four library cards. And I'm a never writer, sometimes reader, and avid movie watcher. We've been friends for six years and bond best over books and movies based off them. But instead of watching together and annoying everyone around us with our nonstop commentary, we've brought our hot takes here for you. So whether you read along, watch along, both or neither, join us as we work our way through the YA genre. Welcome back, everybody, to Movies Better, Yeah Right. This week we are talking about Beastly by Alex Flynn. I had a great time trying to find this book because every single time I did, I searched Finn and nothing popped up. Like, just could not remember the fact that there was an L there. Is that why the library didn't have it or is that a different thing? Now I finally figured it out. For whatever reason, that library book still hasn't come. I don't really? know if this is like the most popular book known to man or what, but this was someone, a debacle this time, you guys, for someone me lost to it. read. I bet maybe or someone is just like holding on to it because you don't get fined anymore. Uh, so someone must just want to own it. Well, but now guess who does own it in no. audio and <laughs> ebook? It's your girl. $17 later. I wasn't reading it fast enough. <laughs> I was like, I need to double time this. So anytime <laughs> I was in a position where I couldn't read it, I was listening to it. Wow. That's yeah. dedication. It was a lot. It was similar to like the kissing booth where like the only thing being inputted into my brain for like two and a half days was this. And it was too much. <laughs> and then you had to watch the movie. Oh, yeah. I have a whole thing about that, too. So, But what's your history with the book? Was this your first read? No, I had read this and watched the movie as a teenager, but I don't remember what I thought. I know I own the book, but like now I don't buy books unless I know I like them ahead of time. But when I was younger, I would go look for things and buy them and then find out later. So I, I know I owned it, but I don't know what I thought when I finally cracked it open. I thought I owned it, and then I couldn't find it anywhere, so I guess I never did. Maybe I borrowed someone's, but I definitely read it when I was younger. I owned the movie. I knew that for a fact because for my birthday one year, I asked Charlie for the Beastly movie, but I don't think I put the word the on my birthday list. So he bought me Austin Powers because he considered that a Beastly movie. (laughs) But he still got me the right one, too. But that's what I opened first. Oh, that's funny. He is is a comedian. I feel like Um, I saw this in theaters. No. I think I did. We're both crazy people, then. My hot take is that I don't think there's a newscaster anywhere that's this powerful. Like, am I living in a different universe or what? Like, they're famous, but they're not like the most powerful influential people of all time. Maybe his, well, because you're talking about the like main character's dad is a newscaster and they're like filthy rich and loaded. But I was like, yeah, maybe he's talking about his dad like he is the god of the world. Maybe he's like the Kelly Ripa of. I guess they didn't really say talk show host. He's like a but news. Even, is she that? Like, she is a rich person. A but very rich he's person. always like, wait till you find out who my father is. If my mom was Hoda Kotb, that would be what I would do. 
I'd be like, wait till you find out. My mom's Savannah Guthrie. <laughs> okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> Katie Couric. There's like a really, really small set of newscasters that could be this guy. My hot take was that I need, well, and it exists. I needed a version, before I knew this existed, of Lindy's narrative because I could not understand. Oh my God, wait, it, it exists? Yeah, there's an e-book only. It was never like fully published, but there's a novella of like her diary. I know high school love, intense, big deal, but like for it to be so intense that she would be like, yes, let's hang out in your Brooklyn townhouse for the rest of life and never leave, that's fine, was nuts to me. I was like, I could never fully get into the story because I was like, what is she doing Falling in love with a giant furry creature with claws (laughs) was fine. That part you got behind, but you're like, they can't leave though. It reminded, it gave me like quarantine COVID vibes, but for the rest of her life, they were just in the townhouse and they never went anywhere for months and months. And she was just like, cool with that. I I think it's Stockholm syndrome. She seems to have, there's a lot of unwell people in this book and lots of just abuse on all fronts we can get into the full summary i'll give you a little snippet first so you understand what we're dealing with here so after showing his cruel side at the dance kyle who is our main character is turned into a beast by a witch and has only one way to break the curse and that's to return to normal or break the curse to return to normal and the curse will break if he falls in love with someone and they love him back, and he only has two years to do this. And so 15-year-old Kyle has to learn that what's on the inside matters more than appearances, which is, like, shockingly difficult for him. I don't think he ever actually figures it out. Especially not in the movie. Because Vanessa Hudgens is gorgeous, and I don't think he learns any lesson about beauty being skin deep. But No, I mean, the goal is always to get back to normal. And I think when that's the goal, it's <laughs> yeah. like not, I don't know, like he's never going to be over it. He just always wants to be pretty again or like be a recluse. He never learns to like fully live with it. So I'll go into more detail now. We can kind of go through scene by scene. This book is broken up into parts and then <laughs> chapters. At least that was my ebook. You'd be like in part one and then chapter one and then part two. But then you're back to chapter one again. Yeah, that's how mine was. It was really confusing. With a lot of chat room. Well, it must have been confusing if you were bouncing from an ebook to a physical book and you're like, I'm on chapter one, but which chapter one am I on? <laughs> I could not figure out. But oddly enough, actually, Amazon ebooks and Audible sync. So it kept being like, I think you're here now. And I'd be like, you're right. Thank wow. you. Yeah. Oh, no. It was crazy town. I don't know how often people are doing what I did, but apparently enough for them to make a tool for it. Speaking of chat rooms, the book opens up with a chat room where transformed people, like fairy tale characters, are in a support group. So he like joins as like Beast NYC. And I think he does it in search of like a girl. He like thinks he's going to find a girl online to fall in love with him. He's still, like, really an asshole. And apparently one of the people he's talking to is Ariel. But before she, like, gives up her voice and her legs. Yeah, I couldn't try to understand correctly. I think so. I was confused because the book starts with those. 
Yeah. So I was never clear on what stage of his like curse he was in because he was kind of an asshole throughout. And I was like, where are we? Is Because it, it didn't match with where the, the story was because he's not cursed when the story starts. Yeah. So like they – he starts cursed in the chat room, but then they like flash to tell you how it happens. I guess like it happens in school. He invites this girl, Kendra, who is like a goth girl who he's really nasty to. So like, nasty. The amount of times fat and ugly are used in this book is just like hugely triggering and uncomfortable. And it's like really up until the end almost. Like even when he's like, saying he doesn't think that anymore he's still like but now i really like ugly people and they're not mm-hmm. so bad <laughs> it's like oh, okay i feel like you don't get it but sure well i don't remember what year it was published 2000 and uh something it's very of the times oh yeah like the, the worst thing to pos- that you could possibly be or like his worst nightmare is to be like not conventionally good looking so He's mean to this girl, and then he decides he's going to invite her to the dance, even though he has no intention of going with her, and kind of implant – he plans to, like, embarrass her and show up with his, like, actual girlfriend and just be nasty. While they're, like, doing that plan, the housekeeper buys a white rose, which is what, like, Kendra, the witchy girl, wants, instead of an orchid, which is what his girlfriend had asked for. And Kyle is so mean to this Mm -hmm. housekeeper. He, like, curses at her. There's, like, a lot of cursing directly at people, which was, like, really crazy to me and calls her stupid and is, like, racist. And it was all very horrible. And they just kind of breeze past that. They end up at the dance. The girlfriend is pissed. He still has, like, the white rose. And he ends up giving it to the ticket girl who, while that's happening, we pay a lot of attention to her. And I wonder why. So Kyle follows through with his plan. He, like, makes a big scene and embarrasses Kendra. And she basically, like, says, like, you'll see back to him, which, like, really gets in his head. And then later in the evening, she curses him to be a beast. And while she's doing that, they make a big deal about her becoming hot. The book in itself, like, also can't stand anyone to be what they think of as ugly. Like, why couldn't she have just stayed how she looked? I'm sure she was fine and beautiful. She could have been powerful and looked how she did. But yeah. she had to be, like, powerful and No, he different. had to be like, what's happening to me? Also, why she's so hot now? <laughs> what's happening to me? Was it? I feel like this was maybe the first thing we've – well, now Red, White, and Royal Blue is from a male perspective. But this was maybe – Oh, and Heartstopper. Oh, the first straight male perspective we've read that. Oh, and it yeah. was so, so straight male perspective. Oh, it was. You know what we did? It's kind of a funny yeah. story and it had the same problem. You're right. It's not. <laughs> we don't want to be in straight male heads anymore. No. It's not a nice place to be. Listening yeah. to this on audiobook in the car with Colton, he was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle's a beast now. He has fur. And claws, like I'm, I'm just picturing Beauty and the Beast, Beast. Mm. I think, but for whatever reason, him giving the rose to that girl makes Kendra want to give him like a chance to change back. So then she makes that like 
exception that if he like falls in love and they fall in love back and get true love's kiss, they break the curse, which of course it's a fairy tale. So his dad, who is Mr. Rich Billionaire Man, takes him to like every doctor everywhere and every doctor is like, we can't do anything, but your kid should get psychological help, which I think is like a crazy add-on. The fact that they would even suggest that instead of being like wildly concerned as to why he's a human animal. Like, I feel like that would be the last of my worries at that point. But good on them for mental health care. And bad on his dad for not taking them up on that. Oh, yeah. His dad is an asshole. His dad's like, we'll do literally anything. We'll risk death even. Like, we just don't want him to live like this. Yeah, yeah. He basically, like, word for word confirms he'd rather Kyle be dead than look ugly. Kyle can't, like, change himself. Like, nothing works. Doctors can't do anything. He can't hurt himself. But then, in a weird change of events, Kendra sends him a magic mirror, which, was that something from Beauty and the Beast? I believe there's a mirror in Beauty and the Beast, because I can picture it in a cartoon beast's hands, but I don't That's remember. That's what I'm picturing, too. Like, was he watching Belle? I feel, I'll Google it while you're talking, and Kendra sends him this mirror, and that mirror can, like, show him anyone, and they can kind of chat through it, and they, like, become almost friendly somehow. So he starts watching Linda, who is the girl he gave the rose to, and it turns out she lives in, like, a really bad area, but she's also really smart. She's part of all the honor society at the high school, and then her dad comes home and, like, slaps her across the face and is looking for drugs. And Kyle starts to feel empathy for what it seems like is the first time in his life, which is concerning. There is a mirror. It allows you to see basically what he does, anything you want. Oh. You can scry and see. Yeah. This honestly seems like a pretty nice witch. I don't mind her. But that's (laughs) where we get to part three. We have Kyle moving into a brownstone in Brooklyn. And he finds out while moving in, it occurs to him that his dad's not joining. So his dad is basically like putting him in a home never to see light again and gives him like a maid. Eventually, like Kyle asks for a tutor and a blind tutor shows up. So like the tutor can't tell that he's a beast. I want to point out that this means that the dad is enough, rich enough of a newscaster to float not only his Manhattan apartment, but an entire multi-floor um, townhouse in Park Slope. How rich are newscasters? Could oh, Al Roker into this, this book? Maybe he had. Old, he's like got family money or something. I need it to make sense. I feel like yeah. they should have had like a politician or something. But oh, Will is the name of the blind tutor, and Kyle tells Will like everything instead of like trying to hide who he is. He just like blurts it all out, and it sounds like Will's got a pretty sweet deal. He's getting paid a bunch of money. He's staying there for free. He would, like, get grad school for free if he stays. There's, like, all sorts of benefits. I was like, this sounds like a great gig. And he, like, doesn't even tutor Kyle that much because he doesn't really want to learn. And Is Kyle Kyle at this point? When does he change his name? At some point he's... I think um, this all happens in, like, the same part. Oh, okay. So, like, Kyle starts going out more at night. And then decides he wants to be called Adrian. 
um, which means dark one. Was that the reasoning why? It was never explained why he picked that name. He just was like, I'm Adrian. There wasn't like the thought process either as to like why he wanted to change his name. Like he just kind of like decides and then it's like, okay, new name, new name, new guy. Mm -hmm. I guess is maybe healing, but I continue to refer to him as Kyle for the rest of my notes. Kyle starts going out on Halloween, which turns out he can like be his true self because everyone just thinks it's a costume. But on Halloween, the craziest thing happens. He's, like, with this girl dressed as, like, a goth Dorothy, and then she tries to, like, find his mask seam. Tell me if I'm getting this right. He breaks her arm. I think so. Or severely injures it. And then, like, runs off, and it's never talked about again. Like, he has no, like, second thought about this. They say, like, it... He, like, twists it behind her back until it cracks. It is a blink-and-you-missed-it moment. Yeah. So he sounds horrible. But apparently he's like, has beast instincts, maybe. He, like, starts growling occasionally. would have done that as Kyle. I think so, too. It was very weird. I didn't think it drove the plot forward at all, besides making me, like, really not be able to get behind this guy. And then we are in part four and we flash forward a year and he's got like a year left and nobody cares that he hurt that woman. He falls in love with roses. There's this whole thing about roses and he's a gardener now. Think it's supposed to make us like him, but he just seems crazy. I think we were supposed to like him at the end and I didn't. I never once, maybe if I was observing him and I wasn't in his head, I might have liked him but i couldn't be in his head and approve no his head was a terrible place to be like even the roses it was like he wanted to like own them and cage them and like he makes a greenhouse so they never die and is like very obsessed and in his obsession he makes this crazy scheme with a man who breaks in and hurts his roses (laughs) And then the man offers up his daughter to save his own life. And somehow Kyle, in his own twisted logic, justifies trafficking this child and is like, yes, I'll take your kid, but you get off my property. Otherwise, I'm going to the police. What would he say to the police? This guy tried to steal my roses. He doesn't know at that point that it's Lindy's dad, right? He has no idea. Or does he? I think he does because he saw Lindy's dad in the mirror slap her. Okay. And he's basically like, she's got a bad dad, so her life stuck here in this townhouse prison is better, is how he reasons that out. And, I mean, he's, like, actively searching for a young woman to fall in love with him. I feel like he is like, this is my only chance. But they have Lindy move in. And she's like, uh, she's like really pissed off. But then they like finally meet and they start chatting and they seem like friendly pretty fast. She gets over it quickly. Yeah, it's good. We watch the princess bride and share a bag of popcorn. He carries her to bed after she fell asleep. And Kyle starts to think maybe Lindy is hot. Not that like, (laughs) I like all these qualities about Lindy, but I'm starting to see her physically differently. I think she's actually been hot the whole time. No, he doesn't think that, Riley. He starts to wonder if she also transformed. What? 
Yes. <laughs> I wish I had written the quote down. I don't I must have been audio booking at this time. Ugh. But he doesn't think like, oh, look what I was missing. He thinks she also changed. <laughs> Being in his presence. I don't know where like the witch changed her too that night. Wow. Yeah, it's very unfortunate for Lindy. But Lindy, obviously, is a silly gal. Because she, guess what, used to have a crush on asshole Kyle when he was in the high school being nasty to everybody. She thought he was beautiful, smart, perfect, confident, and fearless. Whoa. At this point, Colton and I were like listening together. And he had only known the main character to be Adrian. So when Lindy said, I used to have a crush on Kyle, and the main character, Adrian, is shocked by this and is like, she had a crush on me. Colton was shocked. (laughs) We had to rewind and listen again. It was a revelation that Kyle (laughs) and Adrian were the same person. So that was fun. I love that he was involved. He, I think, got through the majority of this book with me. (laughs) So Kyle has started to love hot Lindy now. He tells Kendra he's going to let her go because she has to have freedom. He's basically been keeping her prisoner for months. And then the housekeeper is like, no, you can't let her go. That's crazy. We got to break this curse. And then makes up this new idea to just take her away to a new house. That's like, sounds pretty beautiful. It's snowy cabin in the woods for rich people. But what the heck, housekeeper? That didn't make sense to me until Until the end. Right now. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me that that's nuts. And now we'll explain later why she did that. Yeah, it makes more sense. I was like, lady, how about female power? Get behind this girl and help her get out. Not this boy who's really still been actively mean to you Mm -hmm. the whole time. So they're at the like house. They're doing snowy activities. It's pretty cute. They're building snowmen and hanging out. And Kyle decides to show Lindy her father in the mirror. And of course, her father's not doing well. I think he is overdosing. I can't remember. I Something so. like not good is happening to him. And she's like, I need to go or home. He's homeless. I think. Oh, maybe. Which was confusing to me because I didn't know what she was like going to do when she goes to fix that. Yeah, why would he not go with her to help her? I don't know. She had to go um, solve that problem on her own, which seemed way too big for her to do alone. But yeah, and somehow she does it. But wouldn't you be like, Daddy O, I'm gonna go tell everybody what I am, unless you go get this man in rehab. But no, Kyle does absolutely jack shit to help her and is like, I'll take you to the train. We go and she's like, okay, sounds good. I'll see you again in the spring. Why? Why did they pre-plan to be away for months? She was like, I got a lot of work to do. It's going to take me until the next season for sure. So confusing. I also just remembered that like Kyle was like, I need to let her go free. But Kyle, that whole time is like, well, now that she's free, she could leave at any moment. Like, what if she's going to leave tonight? Oh, he never tells her. He's going to have the doors unlocked. Yeah, she has no idea she could possibly leave. Like, she's not trying it, but she probably just assumed she couldn't anyway. Why would she yeah. keep trying? 
He's like actively not sleeping every single night because he's waiting like, for her like footsteps. He's like being so good. He's like, oh, she loves me so much. She's not leaving. But I never told her she could. I've lost my spot with this rant. Stand by. The spring. The spring reunion. Yes. So they don't talk this whole time up until the point where he only has one month left before this curse is like permanent. And they all convince him to go back to New York for the last month. And then we flash. He only has two days left. He hasn't heard from Lindy at all. We flash again. It's two hours. We have two hours to fix this problem. <laughs> and I'm stressed. I was like, there's no way. So Kyle goes to watch Lindy in the mirror. And she's being taken somewhere by a man. And is yelling for Adrian, a.k.a. Kyle, to help her. Crazy timing. I'm glad it worked out. But what? I didn't mean to laugh because it's not funny what's happening to her, but it's really nuts that he's just like, let me tune in at this exact moment. She's going to be calling my name in dire like, straits. trauma we, like, wrote for her for no mm-hmm. reason is crazy to me. Like, her life is really horrible. But Kyle saves the day. He rushes <laughs> through New York City. People are, like, really mean to <laughs> my favorite scene. Him they're like the calling him like a monster. They're trying to push him into the tracks. <laughs> I've like been on the subway in New York and like people have literally walked past me butt ass naked <laughs> doing disgusting things. Not one person has moved. I will point out like maybe I, you'll shift till the left to get away a little. I read that the author has never lived in the city and that the hardest part of her research was like the subway in New York and Brooklyn and real estate, like all of those logistics. When I read the subway scenes, I was like, there, he would have to be like actively putting everybody in danger. Like, no one would go out of their way to just like grab their pitchforks and be like, get this guy, unless he did something obscene. Him just looking weird wouldn't be a problem. No. Like, even if he was like full furry, people would just yeah. be like, he They'd must be, like, be going on somewhere. Something. Newscaster dad is calling him, being like, you're on the <laughs> news, kid. He finds Lindy. Lindy is with a man with a gun, and that man shoots Kyle. And for whatever reason, Kyle doesn't heal. The bullet wound is too much for him. During this time while he's dying for at least 15 pages, Lindy says she didn't come back because her dad wouldn't tell her where Kyle lived. How she, like, never found out where they lived in Brooklyn when you live in a really rich brownstone and have access to, like, the backyard still is confusing to me. I like that her, like, ultimate goal, she was like, what I was doing was, like, going, I knew you could see a subway stop from your roof, so I was going to every subway stop in Brooklyn and see if it looked familiar. You couldn't see what subway stop it was? Apparently not. Didn't you know Brooklyn is... How many square miles is Brooklyn? How many subway stops are there? I think she could have done it. I have full faith in her. She's an honor student. She was going to get there one day. And the fact that Kyle never thought to reach out to her was bizarre, but it's fine. She was looking for him every day. They say they love each other. They kiss. Kyle transforms back to his hot-ass self. (laughs) Lindy's like, 
Kyle, you're so hot. <laughs> I didn't know it was you this whole time. It's great. Will the blind tutor gets his sight back because Kyle has empathy. Magda, the housekeeper. Plot twist, that was Kendra the whole time. The whole time, as in, like, Since how birth? long has she worked for their family? This was such a long con of the or did, witch. Did she possess an already alive woman? Right. Like, I'm just like, when did this begin? How long has she been working on this? Would have be- to guess that they go through housekeepers rapidly. And maybe Kendra at school meets Kyle, then integrated herself. Probably. You're right. Because if he's as racist and horrible to every housekeeper he has, I don't imagine. Unless you're a witch, why would you stay? So that was why she was like, you can't let this girl leave, basically. Exactly. Yeah. She's Kendra. She really wanted Kyle to be hot again. Um, And then Lindy and Kyle, they go back to high school as a couple. And everything's fine. Happily ever after. The end. You have now read Beastly. You could read, did you know you could read more about Kendra in a whole series of the Kendra Chronicles? Wait, that's actually really exciting because at a certain point they're like, she can time travel. And I wrote, I need to know more. Well, I don't know how much she's probably as involved in these other books as she is in this one. So the other ones are Bewitching, which is a Cinderella retelling. Mirrored, Snow White, and Ugh. Beheld, which no, is several. I just want to read about her. Fairy tales. And then there's A Kiss in Time. Oh, this isn't the same series, but the same, the same like fantasy retelling. The author has a Sleeping Beauty one that's called A Kiss in Time, Cloaked, which is a bunch of fairy tales, and Towering, which is Rapunzel. So after she wrote Beastly and it was successful, she had written like only contemporary before, and then she wrote this. And it was a huge hit, and she just, like, ran with it. She fell down a rabbit hole. This came out in 2007. I found the date. Whoa. Which makes sense for some of the problems that we have. Um, And her inspiration for this book was that Beauty and the Beast, to her, seemed like a story about, like, at its core was about teenagers with shitty parents because the Beast's parents have left him, like, to rot alone. In that house is a beast, and then Belle's dad is like, lets her, I don't know, gives her up to stay there. I don't really know how that works. I thought Belle volunteered to, like, save her dad. Maybe. Her point was just that, like, if these two had better parents, like, they wouldn't, neither of them would be in this scenario. So she wanted to write about some high school kids whose parents sucked. Oh, and she used. She succeeded. She used the French version of the story as her main basis which she said is probably most familiar to American audiences. So I don't know if that's what they based like the Disney movie on. Um, and then she said she read numerous other versions, including a book called Beauties and Beasts, which I've never heard of. But she tried to like incorporate a bunch of different parts of the different versions of that story into this one. Then that's <laughs> what a concept. The extent of my facts for this. There weren't the thing she published right before this book won some major award and she was doing all kinds of press and interviews. So she would talk a little bit about Beastly as like what she was working on next. It was like impossible to find her talking about it after the fact. I know. It was a huge deal. And I was like, hello. Yeah. I tried to get her. Well, I, I that was confusing. I never talked to her. 
But I wanted to find interviews from her about the movie. And, like, I could not find this movie, like, connected to her at all. I couldn't Besides either. the fact that, like, CBS bought the script almost immediately. Or, um, I guess, the rights to make it a movie, not the script. The movie is very different. Well, it follows, like, a lot of the same plot points, but makes some, like, major changes. I want to start with the change that Kyle is not a guy who's running for, like, homecoming court. He's the candidate for the president of the Green Committee at his school, which he doesn't give a shit about, and he'll certainly tell you so. He just wants to put it on his application, and you should vote for him because he's hot. And, and he is really hot. He's um, Alex Pettifer. Is that how you say his mm-hmm. name? Yeah. I saw him in the city once. <gasps> he was 5'10 or something. He looked – I was expecting him to be way taller based on Interesting. Like, how he looks I in movies. Yeah, I feel like he always looks like six-something in movies. He was not. Interesting. Um, his girlfriend in this movie is Dakota Johnson. I don't know if you noticed her for a couple of minutes. What? Yeah, go back that and blonde look person? Yeah, it's Dakota Johnson. I don't believe you. Google it while I'm sharing some more. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is Lindy, which is nuts because she's – so beautiful and he clearly thinks she's hot immediately oh yeah he like is into her they're pretty cute and flirty yeah there is no like she's kind of ugly like oh my god it is dakota right so dakota johnson how did it not she's probably really young i bet she's a like she looks like older though that's the blonde hair Vanessa, or not Vanessa, Lindy. I call her Vanessa in many of these notes. Um, That's hilarious. Lindy is, we find out early on, a scholarship kid, which they it seems to be more of like less about her looks and more about like her class. There's like a lot of emphasis on her being a scholarship kid and like raising money and working at like school events and not on her being ugly because she's like the most conventionally attractive, like it doesn't really the casting doesn't make a ton of sense based on the yeah book. yeah um, i think it's more about her being poor the dad is peter Krause, lauren graham's ex the guy from parenthood i don't know if you know him but Dome. so many famous faces in this the dad sucks he's a newscaster who doesn't pay attention to his son ever uh, but it's hard to like feel bad for kyle because in this while his dad's like being an asshole to him kyle's being an asshole to the housekeeper who he's Mm -hmm. racist to in the movie in a completely different way. Like, they just are like, let's find new ways to be racist to the housekeeper that weren't (laughs) done in the book. Yeah, they reinvent the wheel. And he invites, instead of inviting Kendra to, like, a dance as his date, he just, like, invites her to this party after he wins the election. It's Mary-Kate Olsen, by the way. I have a fun fact for this. What is it? This was her last acting role before retiring from acting. (laughs) And that fun fact made me laugh out loud and scare my new kitten. (laughs) I started laughing and she went, (laughs) I was like, you don't understand. This was the last thing Mary Kate did. That's crazy. Why? Why would she do that? She went out out on a bang, I guess. Yeah. She went out telling everyone to embrace the suck. That was her song. He talks to Lindy at the party while he's waiting for Kendra to show up so he can humiliate her. Um, There's a lot of flirting and 
very fast banter like I was watching Gilmore Girls, just like blah, 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 back and forth. Yeah, um, they like really vibed. It was clearly a match from the get-go. He's cursed by the witch when he makes fun of her. And instead of – maybe this should have been my hot take. He His curse when he's made beastly is that he is bald, tattooed, pierced. Like it feels really an insane choice to me because people – like to act as if people who look like that don't find love. Like people look like that. People choose to get tattooed and pierced and be bald. I was like, he's got this in the bag. I know. I was like, go to like any bar and you'll be fine. Actually, my other hot take was Kyle's still smoking hot in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's entirely my type. (laughs) I feel like he was probably all over my Tumblr. Well, and he's like alone in Brooklyn and like getting buff like he's in he's like doing like he the gained thing, like, like 33 pounds of muscle for this movie yeah. like even without the like there's some funny bumps on his face maybe yeah that, like you but, only see in certain lights but i'm sure the eight pack abs is enough to deter yeah, any he ill thoughts could easily just walk out the door and find someone and yeah, he could go crazy. out in public and no one would look twice at him. There's like a scene later where he goes out in front of people and they're like, <gasps> like he's a monster. And I'm like, that's not that's not New York. No, in New York, York, like I've seen way crazier and mm-hmm. been like, oh, that's cool. Like people can do whatever they want. And yeah. even like they said, Vanessa Hudgens did an interview and she said they like tried to wait as long as possible before they let her see him. And then one day, like, they called her into a trailer, and he was, like, in his full makeup, and she was like, I just found it, like, really dark and mysterious, like, maybe even a little sexy. And I was like, yeah, it's so sexy. He, like, (laughs) is fine. They don't make him scary at all. They missed the mark. Yeah. Which Um, maybe is why the movie became so popular. They knew nobody wanted to actually see a beast man (laughs) fall in love with Vanessa Hutchins. Do you think it was a, a money thing? Like to make him actually look like the beast in real life for an entire movie is a lot of like makeup and effects and maybe like CGI that maybe they couldn't do. Maybe, but he still spent five hours in makeup every day. Ew. Yeah. And then he'd wear that makeup out to like the grocery store, or, like the convenience store to like get a genuine reaction of like how Which people would, would treat him. Nothing? Like, I don't know, probably being hit on. I wonder where they were filming, like where, if he was in New York. Um, um, Canada. Oh, okay. I've got all the fun facts today. You do. I did um, my research. The blind tutor, by the way, has entered at this point, the scene, <laughs> and he's Neil Patrick Harris. Love it. Let's see. We've got Kyle going out for Halloween. Um, Not breaking any arms this time. No, instead he talks to Lindy about romance oh, yeah. and she like gushes about how much she respected this ass hat because he called things like he saw them when he was Kyle. She's like, I really respected him. Everyone thought he was a dick, but like I saw through that. He just told it like it is. Because she was front and center for him being a horrible person to Kendra. Mm-hmm. Horrible. And she obviously didn't care. We get like, I felt like we were doing Twilight again because he takes a very Edward Cullen stance of like following her around. He doesn't have a mirror this time. So he's like in person. Oh, yeah. He's just talking her. her. 
He's following her on the street, just watching her at night, just out. And um, he ends up being around conveniently because he's always around. Very Edward Cullen again, where you can like save someone from danger if you're just up their ass all the Mm -hmm. time. He saves her from a guy who is trying to shoot her dad for money that the dad owes. And the dad kills this guy and his the dead guy's brother wants Lindy dead as revenge, like your family member for mine. So Kyle's like, I got to take her and bring her to my townhouse and like keep her safe there. Yeah, it's like his idea. And the dad is like, no, you can't have my daughter. And then Kyle is like, oh, yeah, I can. And then snaps like photos of the dad and the dead body, I think, <laughs> is what happens. And is Please like, go. try telling me I can't take her now. And it's like, whoa, Kyle, this is way more extreme than it was in the book. Uh-huh. At this point, he's not Kyle or Adrian. He's someone named Hunter. He's a third. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he, when Lindy shows up, he like gives her a lot of presents that she rejects. He watches her watch football with the tutor. And uh, it takes a minute for them to bond. But when they do, it's over having no moms and screwed up dads. And they bond by watching Korean television and like, quote unquote, translating, which is them just like making shit up. It felt offensive. And then he shows her his face and she's like, I've seen worse. And that's that. He He looks normal. Yeah. He has no eyebrows, maybe. Maybe. But they even gave him, like, just tattoos on his eyebrows. Like, you Maybe can Google a photo, and you'll be like, damn. He yeah, looks let's great. Do, we'll do a poll on the Instagram story. Hot or oh, not. Oh, yeah. Because that's the point of this book. <laughs> <laughs> We're missing the but, point. Listen, if they don't get to figure out the point, we don't have to either. Um. Okay, they have their, like, first class together in a greenhouse, and they – the class consists of them reading one single poem about Coke and falling in love while they stare into each other's eyes. Um, they go Am on a I date wrong with the zoo. That, that happens like multiple seasons. Yeah. It's it, like behind, it's like Twilight again or New Moon, I guess, the scene where the seasons pass behind her, the months. Yeah. So they They're are just, reading this one poem for months. I guess. Enough for everything to change behind them. Mm-hmm. They go on a date to the zoo at night where he opens up more about his mom leaving. They watch the sunrise. He tucks her into bed. And then the guy that was, like, threatening to kill Lindy goes to jail. So Lindy's, like, free to leave. But instead, she's like, I'll go to this lake house with you. And they almost kiss there. And then just they're about to, she gets a phone call about her dad. Um, oh, he OD'd in the movie. So I don't. I think in the book it was just that he was homeless. Because mm-hmm. I remember the movie flipped, did something different. So she finds out he'd overdosed and she leaves, but not before telling Kyle he's a good friend. And he gives her Brutal. a letter on the this train. This part was kind of funny. She's like, re- after she says that, she's then reading a letter where he declares his love for her. And so she like calls him when her dad is okay and all is well. And he just refuses to answer because he's like, she thinks I'm a good friend. He's I'm such a bitch. This ending is crazy. I do want to say there's a deleted scene from this where they did film an ending that matches the book where he got shot and then he uh. whatever. That doesn't happen in the the part that like hit screens. But I think if you got like a DVD, you could see the other version or you go on YouTube. But this version, he goes to school. He's got like no time left. He goes to the school. She's about to leave for Machu Picchu. She's been saving up for this trip. 
since the beginning of the book I just or the movie. I just didn't mention it. He goes to school. People see him and are appalled at his appearance, even though, again, he looks fine. She unhoods him in front of everyone and says he isn't ugly and they kiss and she says she loves him. And then she leaves and he changes when she's not there. So when she like rushes back to like say something else to Hunter, Kyle, Adrian, I don't know what she was going to say to him. Um, but he's now Kyle and he looks how he used to. And she's like, no, I'm looking for Hunter. I'm looking for this guy. And he's like, it's me. And then they love each other. And he goes to Machu Picchu. I don't know if you watch the credits, but. I think it implied that he didn't encourage her to go on her trip that she worked really hard for and instead was like, I'll take you, which really bothers me. It looked like just the two of them. It didn't look like a class trip. Yeah, I didn't like it. The ending, the plot twist, is that the dad, newscaster man, has a new (laughs) assistant and it's Mary-Kate Olsen. So it's all going to happen all over again. I hope so. I hope he actually looks like a beast. I want to give you a little insight into my movie watching experience. So originally Riley and I were going to record this and I had not finished the book or the movie and it was the day before we were going to record. So hence (laughs) the ebook and the audio book that took me up until 8 p.m. night before work. So your girl watched this movie in 2x speed and boy was it crazy. I felt like everything happened so fast. That's amazing. I was like, they were talking really fast. There was no room for me to process anything that was happening. And it was a wild ride. And I got through it in 43 minutes. Wow. That's like in bed by 10. Me and podcasts. I know. I'm like a whole new world. But I see how you do it now. If you like ease your way up. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, two X feels like not fast enough. I was like, I need more. Go fast back down. Sometimes I know. I was like trudging through. Everyone is so slow. I don't understand it. It feels like everyone's joking when I go back to one. I, like, I listen to us on two X. Oh my gosh! I was <laughs> watching it, and things were happening, and I was like, Oh my god, this is going on forever. Like Kyle being like all angry. <laughs> going through room to room. And I was like, what if I was watching this in real time? This would be like nine minutes of my life. I would never get back. It was pretty long. It was so long. It was crazy. Let me peek through my fun facts. Um, Neil Patrick Harris, he actually wore opaque contact lenses so he would be sightless while filming. So he got really into character. They could have hired a blind man to play this role, but they said... No. I feel like now they might. I feel like that was not a thing that anybody was doing in 2000 and whatever. Like yeah. not even a question. Yeah. they they No thoughts were had on that, I'm sure. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan was offered to be what? our queen witch, but what, uh, she turned it down. That would be just as epic as Mary-Kate Olsen. I don't know which. I know. I both I'd have to were see. like amazing. I can picture both, especially mm-hmm. during this time period. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad at either. No. This should have been like twin witches or something. Like sister. Twitches with the Why two of them. One? Wait, no. Need no, a remake. No, no, no. No. Twitches is perfection. <laughs> You're right. Okay, fine. I <laughs> cannot change that. And um, <laughs> Lindy 
is a very so like her name's Linda, which is Spanish and Portuguese for pretty. So it does go in line with the idea of like Belle being beautiful. That's cute. It is cute. That's more of just a fact. Not movie, not book. Just a good fact. Just a good fact. I want to know what Hunter means. I didn't see that anywhere. But I I wonder if they just thought it was a better name. If Adrian means dark one, that makes sense. I don't know why they would change that. Besides, they just didn't think it was cool enough. Um, If you haven't had enough of listening about this movie... I listened to a podcast called How Did This Get Made? And they did an episode on Beastly, and it's amazing and very funny. They <gasps> also agree that this makes no sense. <laughs> Wait, I have to listen. That's fun. It is. So what do you think? Are you movie or book? Oh, I haven't even given this one bit of thought. Hold on. What do you think we're doing here? I don't know. I We get to the end every time, and I'm like, what? I have to pick? Honestly, wasn't a fan of either, so that's why I'm having a hard time. It was like probably the movie. I was going to say movie. I would watch the movie again for totally unselfish reasons. (laughs) Nothing to do with the 30 pounds of muscle. Is that a movie (laughs) fact or that was just a guess? That was a movie fact. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, get fact. What are you reading? Well, I mean, have you had a chance to read anything since the crazy whirlwind of Beastly? <laughs> Beastly, I have actually. So I am audiobooking this book called Apples Never Fall. Um, oh, it's like you a own mystery. That, I do own it, but lately when I'm on the subway, I haven't been able to be getting a seat and it's like six in the morning. And I just, like, am so tired. So I was like, maybe I'll get through things if I audiobook them. Yeah. But I don't know if this book is for me. The mom goes missing and the kids wait eight days Mm. to report anything. Mm. And that really is, like, something I just cannot suspend my disbelief. Yeah, not mommies, girls like us. Yeah, we are mommies, girls. like, eight hours. That's what I told my mom today. Yeah, I was like, if you don't answer me. For like three, and I've asked a direct question. I'm calling the police. I'm calling yeah. everyone we know. And the fact that they found her phone. Like her phone oh, was in the house know. still. So she's like not, she doesn't have her phone. And she's never done anything like this before. Like I want to just skip to the end. Like tell me what happened. I need to know what happened to mom. Yeah. I'm so stressed wow. out. I'm not having a good time. But we'll <laughs> see. I think maybe I'm not a mystery girl. I feel like on audiobook too, that's especially hard. Yeah, I just want to, like, fast forward through all the parts I, like, don't care about. I just finished on audio Casey McQuiston of Red, White, and Royal Blue writing uh, their first YA book, which was called I Kiss Shara Wheeler, which was, like – Oh, I've seen that one. It was cute. It was, like, if you took, like, a John Green – um manic pixie girl who's like disappears in the beginning and like leaves clues and but kind of turned that on its head and made it queer and then made her come back and like gave her like an actual story it it felt like john green taken to the next level hmm. it was really good um I and i haven't started to try anything else because Everyone's going to hate me for this, but I just started and then had to DNF fourth wing. (gasps) 
No. <laughs> Sorry if I just blew out your eardrums. What do you mean you didn't finish? No, Riley, that's not acceptable. You need to try again. <laughs> a few chapters. You know when it lost me? When I, I was don't like, care. Uh, I'll try it to the I'm so upset. I'm shaking. How far do I have to go? Like, if I didn't like it, if I didn't, but if I didn't like it after like 50 pages, where do you think it would pick up for me? Or is it like if I didn't like it then? I still have it. It's upstairs. I was like 80th on the um, wait list, and then I finally got it. And then you read so many books. Like, come on, one for me. Well, there's like 300 on my TV. Are you ever gonna make it through the fairy books? I mean, are they better than this? No. <laughs> of course not. I think maybe it's you just, just not read my Twilight. Vibe. You just read Beastly. Come on. To all the high up executives in the production <laughs> industry, please make Fourth Wing a movie so that <laughs> Riley has a reason to finish it. Thank uh, you. I apologize. I think just not for me. I don't know. I tried. I'm so sad. I'm so heartbroken. <laughs> I didn't know you liked it so much. I remember that you read it. But I didn't know I was going to break your heart. I thought I would break, you know, just the general public's heart because everyone's into it. I will um, I'll put it on the bookshop if even though I didn't finish it, Haley did. And a lot of other people have. I'll stick it on there with Shara Wheeler. I just and, feel like uh, me and you are yeah. reading for very different reasons. Maybe. <laughs> that might be it. Um, I'm here for well, a good time, not a smart time. I don't know. I'm here for a good time. Anna, I feel like it could be both. I feel like there's a lot of both out there. No, I want I want the trash. The trash. Put me in the no. trash with the trash books. All of the books, smart, trash, and both combined, are on our bookshop, which, do I remember what it is? www.bookshop.org slash shop slash movies better. Yeah, right. And it has all of the books we've been reading and then the books we read for the podcast which do you want to announce our next our very last october yes we are reading there's someone inside your house a slasher book by mm-hmm. stephanie perkins very and Halloween. that is the author of the ya classic anna and the french kiss and every time i learn this fact it is brand new to me I've learned this like maybe seven times now, and every time I'm shocked. It's pretty. I love Anna and the French Kiss. I'm surprised that's not a movie, to be honest. I know. It's shocking that this is the one that made it. But I feel like teen horror movies have been very popular in the Mm -hmm. last like three years. So we'll be watching. I think that's on Netflix. This might be a lie. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. So, you know, pop some popcorn, celebrate Spooky Week. With what's pretty scary, I think, pretty scary from what I remember. It's going to be a fun time. A good October watch. Yeah. And then we can celebrate Halloween all together when the next episode is posted. Yeah. We'll see you guys back here on Halloween. Follow what we're up to on Instagram, which is at Movies Better. Yeah, right. If you want to read along and get excited for the episode. Yes. We will be. Wait to talk to you again. Bye, everybody.